welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. Our reading today is from Luke 19, uh, verses 1 to 9. It's Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your home today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be a guest of a sinner? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. I'm Ashley. I'm uh, assisting the team here at Seeds temporarily. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I was privileged to be part of the organising team that arranged for the Frontier Services Bush Chaplain to gather in Handoff for a national conference which, by the way, was paid for by the local South Australian supporters of Frontier Services through the Uniting Church Fellowships and Mission Support, which is chaired by Reverend Sue Ellis. Uh, We were privileged to have the moderator, Reverend Peter Morell, share with us morning devotions. Bush chaplains literally came from all over Australia, shared stories, care, communion, community and covid I was privileged to get my first dose of COVID from them. So, so very generous, these bush chaplains. For devotions, um, Peter shared a couple of children's stories. The first story was The Goblin and the Empty Chair by Mem Fox. Uh, the take-home message simply was, I see you. I See You reminded me of the movie Avatar and the second, the follow-up, where the protagonist and the antagonist finally understand each other and they come close and say in a deep and meaningful way, I see you. That's the take-home message for today. I see you. Jesus comes close and says, I see you. So let's consider this well-known story of Zacchaeus. Three bits of trivia for you. The Zacchaeus account is only found in Luke. Second, only occasionally does Luke record Jesus using a person's name. And thirdly, the name Zacchaeus, oddly enough, means pure and innocent. So to add to that trivia, it's helpful to understand the context of that little short story we heard about Zacchaeus this morning. And so I want to do a very quick recap of chapter 18, which James expounded so well last Sunday, because it sort of follows on and fits in and finishes off that section. So the first account in Luke 18 is the persistent widow, the the humble widow who was crying out to God, if you like, for justice. And God who loves you, hears your plea. 
Then came the Pharisee and the tax collector. And the prayer of humility and reliance upon God was heard. And the take-home message from that account, Luke 18, verse 14, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. God hears the humble. Then after receiving a bunch of children, Jesus says in verse 16, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So here we have the clue that humility and simplicity of heart are important. Then came the account of the the rich religious leader who came to Jesus and asked what he must do to inherit eternal life. And basically the answer was love God and love your neighbour. And he said, well, I've been doing that since I was a boy. And Jesus says in verse 22, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. And the ruler went away from Jesus very sad because he was very wealthy. You can't save yourself through wealth or actions. And at the end of Luke 18, Jesus is almost at Jericho and a blind man cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus asked him what he wanted. And as you might expect, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus heard him and healed him. And now for today, Jesus is passing through the middle of Jericho And we arrive at the account of Zacchaeus as Brenton read. I think we all know the story of Zacchaeus as we have just heard it. Zacchaeus is up on a tree, out on a limb. And in verse 5, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus had never met Zacchaeus before, as far as anyone knows. He didn't know him or his profession. Yet somehow Jesus grasps who he is and what he does and he sta- as he stands there looking up into the sycamore fig tree. So how come? How can Jesus know this? Well, I'm going to use a bit of creative license and some imagination. But it's most likely that the answer lies in Zacchaeus's job. He was a tax collector, a rich tax collector, a rich tax collector working for the Romans the enemy, a collaborator, and in general, collaborators were hated. In Jesus' day, prominent men like Jesus didn't run and certainly didn't climb trees. It just wasn't done. It made you look stupid. And Zach didn't want to look stupid. He wanted to look powerful. But in his desire to see this Jesus guy, he throws caution to the wind and because he couldn't see over the excited crowd, he ran ahead of everyone, shinned up a tree and uh, sits on the branch as far as we can sort of figure out. And trees like this usually give good cover, but for some reason it didn't work. Now I can imagine that as the crowd spilled through the town, they were already miffed that Jesus was passing through and wasn't going to hang around and and come to the banquet that they were hoping to plan for him and and, and put on for him. And then someone spotted the tax man up the tree and their frustration refocuses on Zacchaeus. Usually the people had no chance to backtalk Zacchaeus, not with his henchmen protecting him in his office. But this was different. Zach was alone and looking rather stupid. And the people were all anonymous, hidden in the crowd. And so the insults started and the swearing too. 
was probably the year 30 AD, thereabouts, give or take, it doesn't matter, but it was just as well because if it was 2023, the crowd would have their phones out, videoing the spectacle, posting it on social media, all the while spreading their vitriol and unsubstantiated innuendos as they lambasted him in their anonymity. Here's a simple fact of life. A tax collector has what it takes to take what you have. Here's a joke. A tax collector dies and goes to heaven. Full stop. (laughs) Regardless of my attempt at humour, Zacchaeus was on the lips of most people along with unrepeatable descriptions of his notorious job and so Jesus found out who the man up the tree was. At least that's one possibility. Now, if Jesus were any good as a Messiah, he would lay out in minute, finite detail all the rules that Zacchaeus should follow to clean up his act. And that would please the crowd and get Jesus back in the good books with them. However, instead of judgment and condemnation, Jesus opts for mercy and grace. Instead of disregard, Jesus opts for connectedness. Instead of rules and regulations, Jesus opts for relationships. And in so doing, Jesus invites himself to visit with Zacchaeus. Jesus visits with one who is defiled, unclean. Everything in the home of Zacchaeus is polluted uh, by corruption and greed. The furniture, the food, the conversation, everything there would make Jesus unclean. But Jesus is adamant, instead of letting the crowd, the community, decide who would entertain him, he's going to go back to Zach's. And so the crowd's brooding anger, I can imagine, so recently aimed at Zach, now turns on Jesus and they mumbled, it says. He makes himself the focus of their simmering violence and veiled threats. Because of that action and the subsequent visit, Zacchaeus repents of his corrupt ways and begins to make restitution to those uh, affected by his lust for power and wealth. Luke 19 verse 9, And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. To seek and save the lost. Luke 15, you might remember it. Lost sheep, lost coin, lost sons. We have a lost son of Abraham who is found and so much more. What the people of Jericho don't realize is that in saving Zacchaeus from his own destructive greed, Jesus is rescuing the town too. They will no longer be under the oppressive ways of the taxman. Zacchaeus is reforming. He is learning the ways of justice, of kindness and humility and everyone will benefit. Now, I don't want to push this analogy too far, but in essence, this is what bush chaplains do. They see the person or the people for who they are, they meet them where they are and by the time they leave, individuals and communities are in a better place. I think that Jesus saw Zacchaeus. Not, oh, there he is, no, but rather, I know you. I, I know your heart, Zacchaeus. I see you. 
We've been working our way through Luke's gospel and we can see what happens when Jesus sees you. We can see what happens when Jesus calls you by your name. The hopeless find hope. The helpless find assistance. The weary find new strength. The thirsty find refreshment. The broken are mended. The hurting are healed. The lost find direction. Friends, Jesus is coming close and saying to you right here, right now, I see you. I see you, Ashley. I see you, Jonathan. I see you, Sarah. I see you. Please insert your name here. Jesus sees you, calls you by name. And wants to, is waiting for you. Because Jesus is about relationships, connectedness, mercy and grace. And he is offering all that to you. As you know, as I've said many times, I'm part of the team here for a limited period of time. You may remember how I started. If not, let me remind you. All this, all that we do, all that we are, all that we are ever going to be is about God's grace and our response. Everything else is demonstration or illustration. And I am inviting you for the first time or for the seven times 70th time, respond to God's grace with yes. Jesus came to seek and to save. And just like he was with Zacchaeus, he wants to be in relationship with you. So Jesus comes close to you, face to face if you like, and says, I see you. Come to my house for there is room in my house for you. Respond with a yes and amen, friends, because you are a child of God. And when you respond, salvation has come to this house today. Please join me as I pray as the band comes up. God of grace, I know that you see me for who I truly am. Even so, you call me by my name. I know you see us for who we truly are. Even so, you call us by name. As we say yes to all that you call us to be and do, grant us the grace to never be afraid, to be strong and courageous as you direct our paths. Help us to remember all that you have taught us and to recognize the way you have prepared for us. We know you are God and we are not, so help us to trust you always. And we ask this in your most precious name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.